devil Adam. It's a song, it's a song, song fly. It's a song fly, baby, yeah. It's a song, it's a song, song fly. Oh, girl, are you living in song fly? It's a song, it's a song, song fly. Hi, softies and soft lifers. Welcome back to our channel, our podcast, Soft Life Through Christ. The only way to have a soft life. The only way to have a soft life. <laughs> I am your host, Radija. And I'm Renaya. And today we have a very special guest that is so dear to our heart. It's your boy, Demon. <laughs> yes, and Demon is, I think a lot of people know, but some people don't know, he is our little brother. Yeah. <laughs> little brother. Big little brother. <laughs> yep, our big little bro. This um, is such a surreal moment to have you on the podcast. How do you feel? <laughs> I feel excited, you know. <laughs> he trying to play it so cool. <laughs> so, let's get into a little recap of what went on this week. Let's catch the softies and soft lifers up. Demon actually joined us this week because he's on spring break. We went to watch Jesus Revolution. It was so good. So good. 10 out of 10. Yeah, it's definitely a 10 out of 10. We originally wanted to watch Creed, but... Mm -mm. <laughs> so, I had decided to watch the preview before watching Creed, because something just seemed off. And I knew it was like a wholesome movie on the outside. It appeared to be wholesome. So I'm just like, let me watch the preview so I can, like, you know, test my discernment or whatever. And sure enough, as soon as the preview started, we seen, like, someone with a skull mask, like, blowing out smoke, and we're just like, immediately, no, we can't do it. Yeah, and I was very excited to watch that, too. I'm like, I gotta go watch this movie. Yeah, it seemed very but, wholesome yeah. on the outside looking in. I was just saying how unnecessary that was. Like, a boxing movie starting off with a scene like that. Like, the industry is just getting very crafty. Yeah, it's crazy. I really did not expect that. I thought we were going to be able to watch the movie. But what I realized is that it's the small compromises. Had we mm. went and watched that movie, it would have been a compromise to our faith. So I just felt like... It's always them little compromises. Like in the Bible, it says, watch out for the foxes, specifically the little foxes. Mm -hmm. And that will actually spoil the whole vineyard. And our vineyard has tender grapes. So because of that, we have to be very cautious of how we spend our time. What movies we watch, what music we listen to, who we hang around. Just everything we engage ourselves in, we have to be very mindful. I love that you say that too, because like a lot of people, they don't think it's that serious. Yeah. Like, those evil spirits really come in through it's the real. music, that secular music, all that. I'm just happy that we did get to see a very good movie, which yes. was Jesus Revolution, because it really showed us to, you know, just walk in love with people. They will be more accepting if you just walk in love. The movie was it awesome. It was an awesome experience. I loved it. I almost shed a tear. <laughs> For real, I don't even cry because of movies, but that was a good movie. Yeah, and we actually all took notes when we got out of the movies it was like what did y'all get from the movie and everybody put out their phone and showed that they all took notes so Radija, what did you learn from the movie the truth is quiet mm. the lies are loud yep mm. <laughs> and they also said too the truth is simple well i got don't be so arrogant to think god can't work through your failures like you're worthy he's the god of the impossible he could do it yes period and then what I took from it is that, like, people who are part of other religions or just doing different practices that's not pleasing to God, what they're doing is they're searching for all the right things, but in the wrong places. 
and then they're just simply sheep without a shepherd. So that really stuck out to me because I always want to know, like, what pushed somebody to start practicing new age? Well, I just want to compliment you, women of God, and just say y'all look very beautiful today. Y'all glowing. <laughs> it wasn't very easy, you know. Tell me about it. <laughs> it was not. Tell me about it. We always shopping together. It was like... I didn't really like it, guys. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> right. Because we were praying about what date should we release the next podcast or record the next podcast. And God actually told us so soon. We, usually our release dates are very separate from each other. So he told us very soon. But we did not know that it was going to be with a guest. And we did not know that it was going to be today. So we had to hurry up, rush to the mall, and try to find something to wear. You know, things got a little chaotic. We wasn't really seeing eye to eye on, like, the colors, the styles, which, you know, is all irrelevant when we really think about it. But we just wanted to make sure we looked presentable. And, boy, oh, boy, it was difficult. Going to the mall with your sisters. Three out of ten experience. <laughs> Wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> yeah, I just wasn't for it. The walking. Of course. We was in, I just in and out of a lot it. of stores. Yeah, it was a lot. So I'm glad that's over. But you guys do look nice. This is why you need a mighty man of God around. Because as we were like all over the place, D-Mom was like, let's just pray about it. It was like, wow, why didn't we think of this? Right. (laughs) And long and behold, he ended up praying for us. And we went into one more store. Very next store. The very next store we went into. We was looking around. We seen, like, they already had their colors um, picked out. So I'm looking for the same color as them. The sword does not have not one thing this color. So we asked the salesman, and he was like, you know what? We have some stuff from last season. Your girl is rocking some last season stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry about that. I, mean, you know, I got the shoulder pads. Yeah. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. But he ended up pulling some stuff from the back that was actually from last season. Mm-hmm. Good thing about that. Guess what? The Lord blessed me. All of it was 50% off. So just by us, you know, calming ourselves in the midst of the storm and just praying, it really changed the trajectory of the whole shopping experience. Yeah. And it was Mm -hmm. totally God because when he brought the clothes out, I'm like, (laughs) first of all, that top is too big. (laughs) Those pants are too big. Just so happened you could fit it. Yep. It is not even your size, yeah. but you can fit it. Like, I'm... Girl. Renaya Monroe. God yeah. did that. <laughs> he said I look like Miles Monroe. <laughs> but I'm super grateful. And it all ended up working out perfectly. God always make a way. When I say provider, provider. Especially if he gave you a word and a task. I feel yeah. like he's always going to stand on it. So he's going to make sure everything is perfect. So I know the softies want to know. Who is this brother of ours? What does he do? Why is he here? And he has a powerful, powerful testimony that I feel like can help so many men and women as well. So, Demon, tell us all about yourself. My name is Demon. Um, some call me an apostle, some call me an evangelist, but all in all, I'm just here to glorify God. Uh, I'm 19 years old. I'm a student at FSU, majoring in commercial entrepreneurship. So, need some advice. So, Mr. Demon here was actually at our deliverance and he was a part of it as well. Live in the flesh. Live in the flesh. So, I just want to know what was your perspective on everything that happened? So, from my perspective, if I had to give my testimony a title, I'll probably name it like Dying to Self. Like, before Christ, 
I played football. I was rapping. I did a lot of things. I was partaking in a lot of um, illegal activity, and that illegal activity would cause for me to have to come home from Tallahassee like almost every week or biweekly. So when I used to get on the bus to come home, I will, well, I used to ride the bus so I could carry my gun down. So the crazy part about it, I used to carry my gun down here just to protect myself. But at this time, mind you, I was a college athlete. I shouldn't have been down here just doing doing a lot of stuff I wasn't supposed to be doing. So the last few times I used to ride the bus to come down here, something in me would just tell me, don't do it. Don't go down there like you're going to die. But I'm like, I ain't going to let that stop me. Man, I ain't scared to die. I used to low-key just be like, dang, what if I die for real? Like, my mama come up and get my clothes. Like, just thinking about stuff. Or like, what if I go to jail? I'm not even supposed to be down here. My coaches don't know that I'm down here. But I was just like, I'm okay with that because I made that choice. Like, nobody forcing me to do it. I made that choice. I'm cool with it. Little did I know that weekend in October was going to be the weekend that I died to self. I thought that heavy feeling on me would be me dying literally, but, you know, God had different plans for me. Walking in Mr. Jason's house that day, it was an eye-opening experience. It was something new to me. For the first time in life, I couldn't control the situation because y'all know I'm y'all brother, so I always want to control something. Even though I'm the little brother, I always <laughs> want to control something and... Just, I could protect y'all the best I can. And in that situation, it was like I had to count on God to protect y'all. Mm -hmm. I felt very touched by that, and that's why I gave my life to God, because he loved me enough to protect y'all. He presented himself firsthand to me yeah. in that situation. That was very big. That was life-changing. It's so beautiful. Even when we talked about our deliverance in the first video, how joyful we was mm -hmm. to even talk about a situation that was so traumatic to us. We're just so overjoyed that God literally had us. Yeah. Amen. It was rough, but it was just so much beauty in the whole deliverance and what we experienced. Amen. And then actually, after the deliverance, I went, I left out the house, I called my homeboys, and I was like, God real, God real. <laughs> and they like, what happened to you? I'm yeah. like, man, I'm going to tell y'all later, God real. I got a call after that. One of my other homeboys, he like, yeah, like he just found a new way to make money. I'm like, nah, I give my life to God. He started laughing like he thinking I'm playing. I'm like, nah, I really give my life to God. He like, okay. And then they still see me on that walk. It's motivating it's them. It's definitely real. We need more young men encouraged to show off their walk. Like, don't hide your walk. Show it off. Show it off like it's a trophy. I want to know more about the deliverance process from your point of view. Like, what were some of the spirits you were battling? What were some of the things that was revealed to you throughout the process? The main spirit was Jezebel. Men can't get Jezebel like they previously stated. It makes you want to be flashy. It makes you want to just show off, wear flashy clothes, wear nice jewelry, and just be the center of attention. I did have to get delivered from Jezebel, some pride, some Leviathan, lying, watching pornography, masturbating. What's some other spirits that stealing. I Stealing. Stealing. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> let me tell y'all about him. the stealing. <laughs> Let me tell y'all about this stealing. <laughs> she snitched on me to the pastor. The so, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. So when I first walked in my pastor's house, I was wearing a shirt and it had an eye on it. And I was wearing some jeans and they had flames on it. And as soon as I walked in, she's trying to play normal. 
My mom already told me she got evil spirits in her. She possessed. I'm thinking she's supposed to be crawling on the wall like the exorcist, but she was trying to act normal. First thing she said to me, she don't even say hi. She say, go change your clothes. And I'm like, why do I have to change my clothes? And she like, your clothes is evil. And I'm like, I'm <laughs> thinking maybe because I just smoked in these clothes yesterday. Like, I don't know. So I'm like, whatever she say, I ain't going to argue with her. She possessed. So <laughs> I'll go across the street. I change my clothes and I put on a tank top and I had some sweatpants I stole from Walmart. And at this time, I got money. I got a lot of money, but I just stole the pants. I didn't feel like waiting in line. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to steal these pants. Ain't nobody going to know. That's so, the spirit. <laughs> yeah, I ain't going to lie. That was the spirit. I go across the street to my pastor's house. I have the sweatpants on I stole. So I walk back in, and she tells me to go change again. And I'm like, I'm not changing again. Like, I just walked across the street for no reason. I don't even know why I changed the first time. And she like, something is wrong with your pants. And I'm like... Nothing ain't wrong with my pants. But then I remember that I just stole these sweatpants. So I'm like, hmm, that's kind of strange. How she know I stole the sweatpants? <laughs> but I'm not finna admit it. I'm not finna look broke in front of them. I got, I got money. I ain't finna tell them I just stole these sweatpants. So she like, something is wrong with your pants. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, I ain't even listening to her no more. So my pastor, he's trying to take me through deliverance, but I still got on the pants. So he's like, something's wrong with your pants. And I'm like, nah, nothing ain't wrong with my pants. Like, y'all don't know what y'all talking about. And then he made me go change my pants. So I went, I changed my pants. I came back and they like, oh, you got some unforgiveness on your heart. So I'm just like, yeah. I forgive that person. Yeah, I forgive that person. But I'm thinking I can lie about it. I don't know why. They just knew I stole the pants. But I'm thinking I can lie and say, yeah, I forgave that person. So they like, nah, you can't do that. Sit down, count the cost. So I'm sitting down, and I'm like, dang. I just bought all this stuff to go back up there and to go sell it. And what I'm going to do? Like, I'm going to throw it away. How am I going to make money? I don't got no job. I'm not going to work no job. What am I going to do if I follow God? And then she looks at me, she grunts, and then she say, he thinking about money. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, man, it's too real. I gave my life to God. Ain't no way she knew I was thinking about money. She knew I stole the pants. She knew I didn't forgive those people. I'm like, this is God. God is knocking at the door. He want me to open the door. This might be my only chance. I'm going to take it. And I love what you said there about counting the costs. I feel like that's something so important that people have to do throughout deliverance is just to make sure that they're completely done with their old life mm -hmm. so that they can walk into their new life. A lot of people think they can come to God for what he give you. At that moment, I wasn't thinking about all the stuff that he gave me. I was just thinking about his love. Like mm -hmm. Once I went through that deliverance process, I just felt so loved. I didn't receive anything materialistic. But I just felt so loved. Nothing your mom could give you, nothing yeah. your dad could give you, your parent, your siblings. I received that salvation and I just felt so loved. What's so amazing about that is like that love wasn't conditional. It wasn't like you got bribed. He just simply presented himself to you and you was like, you know what? You are real and I'm going to follow you. So that's amazing. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it was like, I didn't do anything to receive that. I was a sinner. I just did all this. Like yes, the day before that. I ain't never tell y'all this. The day before that, I was smoking. We just went out. I just drank some lean. And that was my first time actually drinking lean. So God was like, yeah, you going too far in your life. Like, he said, uh -uh. yeah, tomorrow I got something for you. Tomorrow <laughs> he I got, tomorrow I got something for you. 
I'm so happy that he did snatch you up because I remember, you know, I would come by mom's house when you came down from college mm -hmm. and I would see you smoking weed and staring off from football. So I used to just be thinking like, dang, you know, it, it kind of hurt me a little to see that, but I would never say anything, which, you know, I wish I did say something. Thank God, you know, he already had plans for you, but that did used to make me feel a way as a big sister mm -hmm. because I know how hard you used to work to play football. It was like seeing you give up on your dreams. I'm just so thankful that we did go through everything we went through and, you know, you're on a good path now. Yeah. Yeah. And just to touch bases on the football thing too, it's like, I always knew God didn't want me to play football. He let me use that to get into college, to get to where I'm at and all that. But he didn't want me to play football because I used to always get injured. And I actually prayed to God and I asked him, like, is football for me? If I get injured one more time, God, that's the sign telling me that's not your will for me. And... Sure enough, then like a month, I got hurt. That reminds me of girls. They'll be like, God, <laughs> if he ain't the one for me, give me a sign. That, that's what kind of reminded me <laughs> of right now. That's one thing he answered. Quick, quick. Well, I ain't gonna lie, he give you that sign. At that time, you couldn't tell me I wasn't close to God. Like, you know, the, the football players, they, they, love they God. read their scripture. They, you get what I'm saying? They, they know be like, they I just got accepted to Syracuse. All great glory, glory <laughs> guys. <laughs> Yeah, like you couldn't, you couldn't tell me that. I didn't know how to fast. I just knew that Renaya used to fast. So I would go a day without eating and I would pray to God. But I was praying to him about like foolishness. Like, God, let me get this number in football. Every time I did that, God used to come through. Wow. God used to come through. He still do. And back to the deliverance. Actually, I had spirits attached to those injuries. I blew out my knee my senior year of high school. And Rhodesia was seeing an evil spirit in my knee that caused that. And I actually, I tore my labrum. It was the same. She seen I need healing in my shoulder and in my leg. And they actually had to cast evil spirits out of that. I didn't know that. I was blown away by that. And another thing, too, an evil spirit I had to get delivered from was self-idolatry. I used to idolize myself. As a football player, you want to be in a tip-top shape. So I used to work out extremely hard. It used to be some nights. They used to catch me up three in the morning doing sit-ups. <laughs> You'll be talking everything. to us doing push-ups. Yeah, it was, <laughs> like... it was terrible. I thought that's what it took to make it to the NFL. I say I put that over God. Like sometimes it used to be either I go to church or I go to a Sunday football camp. And I'll be like, dang. I'm gonna go to that camp. For sure. Yeah, and then to going to church was conditional for me. Like, I felt like if I didn't go to church that week, I'll play bad in a game, I'll get hurt. So I used to just go to church just so I could do good in football rather than seeking God. And Almost like more ritualistic. Yeah, were, and like that's another thing too. Before games, I was very superstitious. Oh, I wear this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I couldn't do this. I couldn't eat this. Yeah. I couldn't walk that way to class. Like a whole bunch of nonsense. Yeah, yeah. stuff that don't even matter. Don't even matter. <laughs> so the deliverance process went pretty smooth because my heart was posture right and the Holy Spirit was really moving. And I had some substance I shouldn't have had that I was intended to sell. And... A right after it. it, a lot of it, <laughs> and right after the deliverance process, I walked across the street, got that thing, threw that thing away. I ain't want no parts of it. After I just seen God moving like that, Him revealing Himself to me, I didn't want no parts of it. When I say I died to self, 
I died to self. And friends would jokingly say like, oh, why I didn't give that to them and all that? Listen, I ain't never quit nothing in my life, but I quit. I gave it up. I died to self. Mark 8, 35, for whoever shall save his life shall lose it. Whoever shall lose his life for Christ's sake and the gospel, the same shall save him. I was done Amen. with it. Well, I know you just mentioned friends. Were they very accepting of your new journey? Well, my family got saved me. I wasn't thinking about no friends. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we, we all tight. So friends was something we wasn't raised on having like that like we had associates and all that but we never depended on friends because there's so many of us friends yeah (laughs) like y'all really my best friends like even now (laughs) i sent her 100 videos a day i sent her 100 videos a day we just be laughing you send me like 20 honey why you sending her 100 because when i call you you don't answer (laughs) (laughs) i be sleep i had two friends two real friends they was very accepting one was already on his walk with christ so he was very encouraging he was happy that i was on the same walk with him and then my other homeboy he was proud to see both of us on our walk and that's been motivating him a lot lately that's what's so, up. I'm so proud of y'all young men. Yeah, we need some more in the kingdom. They coming. We coming for y'all. Did you have any friends who maybe was not as receptive as you thought they would be? Yes. And it didn't bother me because I was the type of person, like, with friends and all that, you couldn't see me every day. Like, you could call my phone and I won't answer my phone. Like, I used to talk to my friends when I wanted to talk to my friends. So once I got saved, it's like I knew... If I go around them, what I'll be doing. So it's like I distance myself. And that did cause some of my friends, like my true friends, to see what had happened to me and motivate them to want to come to church, to want to learn more about Christ. And the other ones, they just they just withered away. And that's cool. I don't hold nothing against them. Still pray for them. Yeah, hopefully one day they get to experience the love, the peace I felt. Amen. That makes my heart warm. Burgers, too. (laughs) (laughs) I know you were a college athlete, and you spent a lot of your time playing football. But, of course, you know, you don't play football anymore. So I just wanted to know, what is everyday life for you now like after, you know, being delivered? So now I'm very involved in a church up there in Tallahassee. And I actually, I disciple a few young men. And when I'm not doing that, I got a job now. No more hustling. It's kind of hard, but, you know, I could do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Amen. So that's good. And when I'm not, I'm just trying to get into my word. I listen to some sermons, but I could go straight to the source. So I'm getting in my word, indulging in my word, sending out funny videos, just <laughs> learning more about myself. Christian talk. Christian talk. <laughs> <laughs> I know you was passing out Bibles on campus as well, too. Yeah, I decided to take all that money that I was using for bad and start using it for good, just spreading the gospel, doing what I wish others would have did for me. I felt very called to do that, and that led me to meeting more Christians in Tallahassee because I went up there thinking that I was the only one saved. Like, this this is a college town. I'm the only one saved. I'm the only one not going to clubs and all that. And then I actually met another young man that, while, like, while I was handing out Bibles, and he led me to the church I'm at now. That amazing church that I go to is Every Nation, Tallahassee, 
ENT and ENC, we have college nights. If you're a college student in Tallahassee, go to FAM, FSU, TCC, come check us out. I know now that you are using your money for good, but when you were in the world, you mm -hmm. would, you know, buy jewelry, buy clothes, and just spend money on, I would say, like, unnecessary things. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to know, how did that make you feel when you finally did get the things that you desired in the world? It didn't change anything at all. If anything, it made me felt worse. Growing up, everybody wanted to buy a Rolex. I was able to buy one at a very young age. And I'm thinking I put it on and I turn into Captain America. Like, you <laughs> get what I'm saying? And that's not what it was. I put it on and now it's hurting my wrist. Now I have to carry my gun everywhere I go because now people's going to see this materialistic thing and want to take it from me or want to follow me home. I can't mm -hmm. wear it everywhere. It's not really doing anything. I wanted that so bad, and when I got it, it just it didn't do anything. It was like I was chasing that my whole life, and it was a vain. It didn't do anything. It was I spent that money on it. That money was gone, and I was the same person. Nothing changed. Just more people want to harm me. That's so relatable for me. Mm -hmm. You get all these things and you're still searching for more. You used to tell me that. You used to tell me, like, go invest your money in something good. But I'm like, how you going to tell me that when... I'm you, doing whatever yeah, I want. You, right. you got, you're doing the same thing. So it was like, I, I wanted it too. I wanted to experience it for myself. Like, y'all know I'm hard-headed. I yeah. wanted to experience it for myself. And was hard-headed. Well, I was hard-headed. That was something I should listen to y'all with. Yeah. But, you know, you live and you learn. I get to help other young men. That takes me back to, like, before the deliverance process. Maybe a week before that whole weekend transpired, I was just in my room one day, and I'm like, dang, this is what life really is? I got almost everything I always wanted and I don't feel nothing like I feel empty inside and it was like wow I really got to go to the rest of my life living like this nothing is what it really seems and then even going out you know it's a college town so even going out and all like I did that at a very young age even since I was young it wasn't fun but I learned how to bear it because I seen everybody else was having fun or like quote-unquote fun because I don't think nobody ever really have fun in the club. Like everybody just faking it till they make it. And I just learned how to just go with the flow, be in there, look like I'm having fun. Now, genuinely, with my church group, we be, be going out, blast, I be having a baby. blast. Every time they call me, I be out somewhere, just, you know what I'm saying, around good people. Not having a smoke, Not having drink. a smoke, drink. Nothing. Not have to worry about nobody harming us. Not have to worry about nobody hating on us. Nobody being envious, watching, watching us. Everybody just being themselves. It's a good, good feeling. That's what's up. Mm -hmm. I heard you mention, of course I know this, <laughs> but <laughs> I heard you mention before that now you're working a nine to five. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to dive deeper into what is that experience like? Because I know there's a lot of men and women who may be wondering, like, what am I going to do now that I have to put my career that may have been not pleasing to God behind mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe work a real job or start a business or be out of work for a period of time mm -hmm. until they hear or wait upon the Lord. So what has that looked like for you, like, now working? That was a very, very, very humbling experience. I went from making a lot of money in a day to making nothing, but... I gain integrity and yes, I'm making it. God proud. Like, I'm not looking at it 
as a job. I'm looking at it like I'm doing the work of God. If I could show my humility here, when God blessed me with what he blessed me with, I'm going to be able to maintain it. I'm going to be able to be a good steward of it because I just had little to nothing. I see the opportunity to help others in my workplace. God sent me here. God got me this job to preach the gospel to this person, this person. And like one of the jobs, I got the job without even having a resume because before <laughs> I didn't have no job. Let's talk about it. And I lied on my resume. I lied and said I worked that job. She worked that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I ain't want to lie no more. So I got a job without even having a resume. And Within 10 minutes, that's how I know it was God. Can we yeah. dive a little into that? Yes. Yeah, it's like that you got was, a really good job. Yeah. And that was a good experience, I feel mm -hmm. like, because like you said, you know you are getting these jobs to preach mm -hmm. the gospel. And the guy that you was working with, you know, he was in a dark place. Yeah. You can tell it. I got a job at UPS with no resume within 10 minutes. And... It took me a month to start the job. Like, I got the job. The people was texting me and... They stopped texting me for a month. And then one day I text them, hey, I got the job, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, you can start tomorrow. During that time, my roommate was telling me, like, oh, he could get me a job. And I'm just like, nah. The guy was telling me, like, just be patient. And the first day at UPS, I get in the truck, and the driver is playing rock and roll, <laughs> heavy metal, demonic music. And I'm just sitting down, and I'm like, I know you're not playing this. Like, <laughs> I know you're not playing this. The first five minutes, I'm like, whoa. The Holy Spirit told me, like, you don't have to compromise. And then I just put in my headphones. We talked a little bit that day. Like, the first day we talked a little bit, but I wasn't really trying to talk to him like that. And then, like, throughout the course of the job, I worked there for, like, a month. The whole month, every day he was getting better. He realized if he was playing... Rock and roll music, I wouldn't I wouldn't talk to him. I'll put my headphones in, listen to my gospel music, and he would have to talk to himself. <laughs> <laughs> I was not compromising. And then once he realized like I didn't like the music, some days he would ride with the music off. We would just be talking. And then one day I told him, like, let me put on some gospel music. And he was like, all right, whatever, dude. Like, put on some gospel music. And I put on some gospel music. Within the next few days, he used to pick me up in the truck listening to gospel music. We became close. I got to know him and his background and see why does he listen to the rock and roll music. I think a lot of times we just judge people on what they do. And I found out that he listened to the rock and roll music because it made him feel tough. Like, he was going through stuff. Like, he felt like his older brothers were just bullying him when he was younger so he felt like that music made him tough like people mm. wouldn't bother him if he was listening to rock and roll music and before then he had the perception that men who listened to gospel music wasn't tough and i had to tell him like settle down before i rough you up in the spirit <laughs> and i really like the fact that you didn't compromise instead you just set the tone and you know you played your gospel you introduced him to gospel mm -hmm. it was more so you being a thermostat rather than a thermometer so mm -hmm. that was amazing but I feel like in our particular situation, we were chosen because God knew that we weren't going to be chameleons. We weren't going to adapt to our environment. As far as him playing the rock and roll, instead of you just being like, oh, I'm going to just get in the car and listen to it. You improvise. You put in your earphones. Yeah. And even before Deliverance, we'd never been followers. So it was like Ever. the Holy Spirit just enhanced that. I was on campus handing out Bibles by myself. And that was something only the Holy Spirit could do. Like, yeah. that wasn't me. People were saying like, oh, 
how proud they was of me. And it was like, it wasn't me. Like, if it was up to me, I'd be at home right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But I knew that me being selfish could stop somebody else from being saved. When I accepted salvation that day, that's what I signed up for. I submitted my will for the will of the Father to be done. And I remember you telling me one time that, like, you didn't feel like going out of there one day, but you completely disregarded your feelings and still did what you knew was the right thing to do, yeah. which is what God was calling you to do, which was pass out Bibles that day. So I commend you. Thank you. Thank you. And some days I used to walk halfway to class and the Holy Spirit would tell me, go back and get them Bibles. <laughs> and I'd be like, I just did it 10 days in a row. He like, so what? Go back and get those Bibles. And yeah. I'll go back and get those Bibles and I'll give it to somebody and they'll be like, wow, I was just about to go buy a Bible. Or like, wow. wow, I never had a Bible before. Just being on the college campus and passing out Bibles, that's not normal for men your age. So you didn't even care how you were perceived, mm -hmm. how people would take it. And I know sometimes like even people would say little stuff, but you didn't let that discourage you. You would just keep going and making sure you was passing out your Bibles. And actually, one particular time when I was handing out Bibles, a young lady took it upon herself to disrespect me and say just disrespectful things. And I'm like... That's not her. That's those evil spirits acting in her. And I had to understand that concept because if you look at the flesh, if you think with a carnal mind, that's going to lead you to doing carnal things. The natural man can't receive the things of the spirit. I could have been offended in that moment, but I chose to walk in love because it wasn't her. It was those evil spirits acting inside her. Well, speaking on young ladies, I just wanted to know, how do you view love now and women now rather than how you did before Christ? Before Christ, you couldn't get no love out of me. I was a narcissist, you know what I'm saying? I was very manipulative. I used to lie a lot. I used to actually encourage my homeboys to do wrong. I felt like you couldn't trust no woman. And now, eat my words. <laughs> now you trusting women. Now I'm trusting women. Oh, man. You would have been one of them homeboys I didn't like. What? Oh, for sure. That one, I would have been like, you right. can't hang with him. I don't want you hanging with him. See that? <laughs> I was that. I used to tell him, like, man, you got to cheat on your wife before your wife cheat on you. I used to encourage oh, them to wow. do wrong. I, it was very bad. But that was Jezebel. That's her characteristics. Mm -hmm. It's the get you before you get me mindset. Yeah, it was. Because it was, I had it, that too. <laughs> it was a very get you before you get me mindset. Even some good women. And looking back on it, it kind of sucks. They'd be like, dang, why did I do that? Yeah, man. I don't know why I did that. Look, nobody hurt me before, but I was <laughs> I, I was hurt. And now it's just, you know, I, I see love. Like a, a very tangible thing. Like I want to I wanna start a family. I want to yes. get married. Before I wasn't getting married at all. You couldn't. <laughs> Couldn't pay me to get married. And now, yeah, I'm working on something. Working on yes. something like that. A little birdie told me you're dating. Yeah. Thank the Lord. He blessed me with a very beautiful woman in Christ. Yeah. And it's not even her beauty that attracted me. It was more of her relationship with God. And mm -hmm. I just want to encourage, like, young girls just to... Don't seek no relationship. Seek God. You know what I'm saying? He going to add all that unto you. Like, even after I got saved, I wasn't worried about no women because I knew that would lead me 
to sin. I built my relationship with God first. It was just me and God, me consecrating myself. And then when God said it was, it was time. Because God time. made y'all wait. Y'all mm -hmm. have waited some time to even start dating. And then mm -hmm. y'all have, of course, the waiting and courting season. So how was that like, you know, waiting because she was obedient to the Lord? Like, how long did you wait? How was it? Let us know. <laughs> um, I waited some time, a few months. And this is nothing you would have done back in the world. You was not waiting on no girl. Not at all. I was not waiting on nobody. I was moving way too fast. And... That just taught me how to consecrate myself. That's what I needed. The Lord, you know, he knows best. He know I needed that consecration to seek his love first before I seek love from somebody else. And understand that he is true love. He is love. Love is the foundation. So you're so excited now that you're not waiting no more. So excited. Well, y'all still got some waiting to do anyway. Y'all still waiting to marriage, right? <laughs> oh, 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 I'm glad y'all say that. Young men, old men, any men in Christ, <laughs> yo, it's it's okay to wait to marry. You don't got to see yourself as lame. You don't got to let nobody, let the outside world trick you into thinking you got to have sex. Wait. wait you ain't missing out Lord. on nothing. Wait. Don't be tricked out of your salvation. Amen. That's good. That's it right there. That's it right there. That's, That's it. it. That's it right there. Proud of you. You know, I, you know, helped them pick out their first date. She gave me the date <laughs> idea. Her friends brought it to life. Yeah. A lot of coordinating. So mm -hmm. you got to put your best foot forward. Yeah, it's a new, new thing in my life, but I'm embracing it. I'm happy about it. You know what I'm saying? I like to see what God has for me. I feel like you're going to look back and it's going to blow your mind. Just your whole journey, getting a job and waiting to marriage and courting and planning these cute little days, you're going to look back and say, wow. Uh, I'm already I'm already looking back and saying, wow. I know in a few years it's going gonna, it's gonna to be amazing to see because sometimes you be thinking like, wow, this really me. It feels good to be doing right in life. I was on the phone with one of our cousins not too long ago, and she was just like, wow, this is a new person. This is a totally different person. The stuff I do, the stuff I talk about. Is it new. has meaning. Yeah, now. it has meaning now. What has been a moment that God really wowed you so far? Helping with deliverances to see every time when you use the authority of Jesus Christ, those evil spirits, they must listen to you. They must flee. Just to see that every time you can't Question God. No matter how big and tough they think they are, they listen to Jesus. When you, once you use that name, Jesus Christ, they they go to fleeing. They go to shaking. <laughs> and that goes back to what they said in the movie, too. The lies are loud. So those spirits, they do the most. They mm -hmm. loud. They scream. They do all that. And the truth is quiet. All you got to say in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. they they, you don't got to scream. You don't got to do nothing. In the name of Jesus, you got to go. Mm -hmm. So I want to know, like, how has your influences like the people who once influenced you while you were in the world versus the people who influence you now that you are walking with christ how has that changed do they look different did they talk about different things let us know all about it a big influence on me in the world i would have to say was my brother i wanted to be like him just do the things he do now that i'm on this walk with christ now i'm being the motivator i talked to him and he told me how much i'm motivating him 
to want to get on this journey too. Right. And um, we can't wait. Yeah, we, cannot we can't wait. wait. He coming soon. Somebody who has a big impact on my life now will have to be our pastor, Mr. Jason. Just to see someone seeking God in every situation and to be practicing what he's preaching is so powerful. He calls me throughout the week and makes sure that I'm in my word. We have Bible studies. Me and him host a men's Bible study on Mondays. It's very inspirational to see that you can do it. Not only does he stop there, he goes above and beyond. I don't went to jails with him and talk to young men. He do it on an everyday basis. It's not no facade. It's not no only on Sunday type of thing. And we definitely will have the Zoom link down below so you guys can join all the men Every Monday at 7 p.m., you can join Every the Monday Bible study and connect with other kingdom men. Tell your little brother, your older brother, your, your dad, uncle, your grandpa, grandpa, your uncle, tell your, cousin, your boyfriend, yes. your dog. We need more <laughs> kingdom men. <laughs> what would you say to a young man or even a young woman that is nervous about surrendering their life to God? I'll say just count the costs. See what the world got to offer, which is not a lot. <laughs> and see what God has to offer. Once you're done counting the cost, just make sure that your heart is posture right. If you feel like you need a sign, just pray to God and tell him, just give you a personal encounter. And he'll do it. Trust me, he'll do it. And you'll just see how much he has to offer, like his love, his peace, his joy. It's a feeling you can't describe. You can tell people, but until they experience it themselves, they'll never truly know. And I'll just say, just trust in the Lord. Like, trust me, you're not missing out on nothing. I done did it all. I done rapped. I done played football in college. I done went to school. I done been in the streets. I done sold drugs. I done did it all. I done talked to multiple women. You're not missing out on nothing. Until you feel that love from God and that peace, like, you'll know that's where you're supposed to be. The world wants you to think that you're missing out on stuff, but you not. So the grand finale, is, it's not really a question, but I just wanted to know if you had any more words of encouragement for your brothers and sisters. Just some last words I'll say is like, think about it. If you died today, like, would you go to heaven or hell? Like, not on no, yeah, I'll go because my grandma praying for me, my mama praying for me. Like, do you have your own personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Do you know him? Do he know you? And if it's yes, perfect. Keep keep walking on that narrow and straight path. And if you have to think about it too long or if you feel like your answer is no, I'll just encourage you to to get in your word and to, to seek him, learn more about him. And when you're in your word, you will see his characteristics and how he speaks. So you will begin to hear him more. You will begin to feel his presence, to stay in his presence. So we just want to say thank you so much, Dima, for coming on. We had such a great time, and I'm pretty sure that you have touched the hearts of so many men and women, and we're so thankful, and I'm pretty sure the Softies and Soft Lifers are super thankful as well. I'm thankful for y'all having me, and I heard a debate on the first and second episode, <laughs> and I like to make my choice. I love the Softies name, but you know I can't call myself a Softie, so I think I'm Team Soft Lifers. That's fine. So, this is one vote. Because it's our first guest. So, we'll see what the next guest is. Hopefully, it's a girl.
Okay. <laughs> I feel like most of the girls want softies and most of the guys want soft lockers. Yeah, mm -hmm. I just like that we could say both. Yeah, yeah I ain't gonna lie. I love both. No matter what, I love both. we Thank are you. together. Because I was about to say, is you being picky choosy because you know she a little closer to you. And <laughs> yeah. so that's I what it's both. giving, but you know what? Even if everybody chooses soft lifers, guess who's gonna still be a softie? And anyway, it's, it's no division in the kingdom. So softies or soft lifers are all together or one part of the body of Christ. Thought you coming to my chest. <laughs> Love you. Love you too. <laughs> all right, guys. So we got a special ending to this episode. I got a little rap for y'all. Do you love God? If you don't, tell me what's your reason. Go against the kingdom of God, you know that's treason. Put your hands together and start praying, stop pleasing. She look good, but I'm a prayer about it, looks deceiving. Open up your heart, Jesus love you, just receive it. Can't fall in love with earth, we all leaving. Feeling lost, looking to the Bible, find a meaning. When Jesus come, are you going to be cheering or are you screaming? Smoking more than a hot shower, my soul was steaming. But I'm not mad, reflecting on the past, I was a demon. Life was dark, scamming, just to get some drip, I need As My soul was empty, looking for some food, it was fiending. Even on the fast, I'm feeling full, it's like I'm eating. I'm talking cloth, watch what you sow, because it be reaping. No hidden agenda, want to get saved, what you seeking? It's Marine Kingdom, if they drowning or they sinking. Could tell a Jezebel by the way that they be blinking. If it ain't for Bible study, sorry, we ain't linking. Substituting a liquor with wine is still drinking. Without your eyes, you could tell a demon they be stinking. Don't love money, clench your soul, change your way of thinking. Once God in your life, know this problem starts shrinking. Grab a pen, open up a book and start inking. Lukewarm Christians back and forth like they swinging. God calling, pick up your phone while it's still ringing. I done got blessed so many times, feel like I'm dreaming. In Florida, how to imagine hell is gonna be beaming. Got OCD, I'm out casting demons, I call it cleaning. <laughs> Hey, I got OCD. I'm out casting demons. I call it cleaning. Cut the camera. <laughs> Thank you all for watching. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on all social platforms at SoftLifeTC. We pray that you all get to experience God's love. Until next time, love you guys.